We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Hour number three of the Bill Michael Show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. No, this is not the voice of Bill Michaels. You know that voice very well. He's taken a couple of days off. He'll be back tomorrow night for the Bill Michaels Huddle on many of these same stations. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in the next couple of days, and it's always a pleasure to be filling in. Evan Heffelfinger is on the other side of the glass today as the executive producer, and I'm the host. And we're just, we are holding down the ship, holding down the fort for Bill until he comes back on this show uh, coming up on Thursday as we continue our preview of Packers and Bears. And let's continue with that preview with our Green and Gold Insider, Ryan Wood. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our Green and Gold Insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. And joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline is that very man, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? I hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, hope you did as well. So, you know, during the commercial break, uh, I heard a promo on our uh, flagship station, the Fan of Milwaukee, and uh, it was Bart Winkler talking about Giannis and the MVP. You know, it's crazy. Like, 2018, we had Christian Yelich. We also had Giannis. Giannis wins the MVP again. And now we could be talking about Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP. Do you think, Ryan, that it's a lock now that Rodgers has this in the bag? Lock is a strong word. Um, I think he's the front runner. I, I think that, um, you know, if, if I had a vote, it would be cast for him. But Patrick Mahomes is awfully good. I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's a lock. I thought it was interesting that Aaron Rodgers basically said after the game Sunday night that the plan, regardless of whether or not they would have clinched the one seed week 16, which would have required the uh, Seahawks to lose, the plan was for him to play this week. Um, if he's in an MVP race, he's, he was going to play regardless of whether or not there was any seating at stake. So I think the race is still going, but I think he's got a very good chance of that third MVP. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, th- th- this whole connection between Rodgers and Devontae Adams, it's just incredible. And it led to something that um, Evan Heffelfinger brought up off the air yesterday and we were talking about a little bit. Like, you know, we always thought that the the chemistry and the relationship that Rodgers had with Jordy Nelson, it was just hard to top that because those guys were so impressive together. But you know, Devontae and Aaron now, it's crazy what these two guys are doing. So I don't know if it's its a matter of comparing those two relationships, but for Rodgers to have this kind of chemistry with another talented receiver, it really is incredible. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Who did Devontae Adams learn the position from when he got here? He learned it from Jordy Nelson. Um, I think that that time for him was incredibly valuable as a young receiver coming in. His first season was Jordy Nelson's 2014 season, which was probably his finest season. So as a rookie, he came in and saw Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers at the top of their game as far as chemistry goes. And that was his introduction. And it just built from there. And you're right. It looks it looks very, very familiar. It looks like exactly like what you saw these years with, with Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers. Um, they are so in sync. And... It's two great talents who are really combining to, to do something more. Um, it, it's impressive. You know, that, that 32-yard catch that he had late in, in the game Sunday night, uh, it, I, I've seen the TV copy of it. It, 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 just, it doesn't do it justice. But, but to see it live and from above, I, I, I had, it, was, it was a perfect pass. I have no idea how he caught it. Um, he's basically on a, on, a, on a dead sprint, reaching down near his shoelaces to catch it with his hands. It's just a play you don't see very often, and he makes it look so routine. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yes, it has, for sure. Let's stick with the offense. Um, obviously, we have to talk about A.J. Dillon. I mean, that was was the breakout performance from a rookie, and that that is just something that is just, again – music to everyone's ears that just to see someone else step up and be able to fill the void and, and look like the best running back out there. Um, but, but see, this is the thing that I'm still trying to figure out, Ryan, when we talk about the future outlook of the running back, you know, core here, I just have a hard time sitting here thinking that all three of these guys are going to be back next season. I mean, I feel like with the performance that AJ Dillon has, I mean, you don't want to jump to conclusions that AJ Dillon can just do this every week, but at the same time, maybe this makes Brian Gutekunst's job a little bit easier considering Aaron Jones and his contract situation. Yeah, you know, I've I've had a hard time seeing Aaron Jones back next year really since they drafted AJ Dillon with in the second round, and the reason for that, and, and I want to make clear, that's not saying that, that that he won't be back next year. He he could, he absolutely could. They could franchise tag Aaron Jones. Yep. They could come with a, a longer term agreement. Um, it's not not saying that it's not going to happen, but it's this is not monopoly money. And yes, you can do things to manipulate the cap in this league so that you can you can fit certain contracts and, and move things around. I mean, that, that, that can happen. But it, at the end of the day, it's not monopoly money. There, there is a cap. And as, as tempting as it has to be for Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon to share a backfield, I mean, my goodness, what, what kind of uh, a di- dynamic potential that would be. Uh, it's, it's just, if you can have A.J. Dillon and, and Jamal Williams at a fraction of the cost, and spread that money around to other needs because they have other needs. Um, that that's tempting too. And, and the fact that they they did 
draft a running back in the second round when they have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams going into the final year of the contract. I mean, kind of, it kind of put the writing on the wall a little bit. So we'll have to see what happens. I mean, this thing needs to play out. There's obviously been ample contract negotiations. The reality is that Aaron Jones is a superstar talent, and a dynamic player like that on the open market is going to get a lot of money, and he should get a lot of money. I mean, he deserves every penny of that. Yep. It's it's hard to see that being in Green Bay. It just is. Yep, I I do agree with that as well. Ryan Wood, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us here on the Bill Michaels Show. Um, let's go over to the defensive side of things because you know a few weeks ago, Ryan, I just had a hard time thinking that this defense could take another step forward. You know, obviously you you wanted to expect more out of the Smith brothers, and they've done that. But then it's just like, it's the emergence of Rashawn Gary. It's the emergence of Darnell Savage. Adrian Amos has played at a whole nother level, too, the last few weeks. Like, I, I just feel like what the defense is putting out there, especially against Derrick Henry th- this past Sunday, this gives me even more hope that if you have a defense playing like this paired with the offense, they can win it all. Like, they, they can get this done. I, I just continue to be very encouraged by this group. Yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a huge development because the defense that they were putting on the field early in the season, the first half of the season, was just nowhere near good enough. It, it needed to get better. And it had gotten better over the last month going into Tennessee. Um, they you know, had seven sacks against the Eagles. They, they played rather well against the Bears. And they played, you know, especially early in the game when it was not a blowout or out, they played rather well against the, the Lions. But what was amazing about Sunday night is, you know, watching that, it was it was so easy to forget that, like, the Titans are really, really good offensively. It's not just Derrick Henry. they got Ryan Tannehill. they got Corey Davis. they got A.J. Brown. Yep. They've got receivers, Johnny Smith. That, that offense coming in was averaging 31 points per game, and it was easy to forget that because of how good the Packers' defense looked. I mean, this, this was not an offense in Tennessee that has had – issues or, or struggle this is one of the best offenses in the league and they they made them look bad they shut them down um so yeah if if this is the new norm for this packers defense uh it, it it's there's no telling how far they're going in the postseason do you think the turning point was when the smith brothers and kenny clark went up to mike Pettin's offense and said look we need things to be a little bit more simplified here. We want to be able to get get after the quarterback a little bit more. Because I feel like after that particular point, th- th- that defensive front, it just that looks like the defensive front we saw last year. Oh, and by the way, Rashawn Gary is also playing better. Yeah, you know, I wonder if it was actually before that. Because <laughs> they, you know, when it comes to Preston Smith and when he's turned his season around, and he has, I remember outside linebackers coach Mike Smith pointing to the San Francisco game. And if you remember, in that game, Preston Smith had a quarterback hit on a Nick Mullins pass that forced an, inter- an interception. And since then, really the, the pressure has been more, not just from him, but Rashawn Gary has come on late in the season. Darnell Savage Jr. has come on late in the season. In mid-November, he had no interceptions. Defensive backs coach Jerry Gray said, trust me, he's going to end the season with four. And here he is with four now. Um, you know, I, I think it's a combination of Preston Smith turning the season around, the young guys, the first round picks from last year developing, and not it hurt them not having that that full off season for for a second year player to get that first full off season. It's 
vital to your development. And so I, th- I think both Darnell Savage Jr. and Rashawn Gary struggled a little bit without that early in the season. They've come on now. Zedaria Smith has been a pro bowler all year. Kenny Clark is is healthy and, and he's he always plays well in, in December. I, I just I, I think they're just coming coming along, but I, I do think it, it it predates even there. I, I think that that really since the, the beginning of November that when the pass rush started its uptick, it's 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 started to, to to get better and better each week. Let me ask you this as we look ahead to this Packers Bears matchup. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky has played better. He still has flaws. He still made some mistakes in that game against Jacksonville. But do you think that they should be taking Trubisky a little bit more seriously this time around? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I could, I could, I could look silly in a week, but he, no, I, I just—he's Mitch Trubisky. I, I know that he's apparently played a little bit better for a few games, but th- there's such a large sample size of mediocrity at best when it comes to Mitch Trubisky, that it is just it is just very difficult to take him seriously. Now, will the Packers' defense take him seriously? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course they will. Um, they're professionals. That's what they do. But if you're not a professional football player paid to take every opponent with the utmost uh, seriousness, it's, it's really hard to see them, uh, see them struggling against Mitch Trubisky when they just shut down the Tennessee Titans. I, I just I, I don't see it. Real quick before I let you go, um, where do we stand on the health of both Rick Wagner and Jamal Williams? Yeah, Matt Lafleur said that Rick Wagner is not expected to be a long-term deal. Uh, the knee injury that that knocked him out on Sunday night, um, but he didn't have all the information when he talked to us on Monday. He said he was still uh, trying to get a hold of you know get, getting information uh, still in from from his head athletic trainer uh, Brian Angle. As far as Jamal Williams, he was listed doubtful with the quadricep going into the game, so it was not a surprise that he did not play. Uh, we'll just have to we'll have to see whether or not he practices this week. You know they, they they're back on the field tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you what, if the Bears get a dose of A.J. Dillon on Sunday, I am looking forward to that as well. Again, the the Packers are just, they're in such a great situation. I mean, for the most part, they're healthy. And even even when they're not, they have depth to support it. So there's a lot of encouraging things here as we get into the playoffs. He is Ryan Wood, our Green and Gold Insider. Ryan, we'll uh, talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you so much as always. All right, take care. All right, there he is. And he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they're hiring drivers right now. 85 years they've been doing it. You can call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We'll continue on with our earlier discussion about the running back situation, and you guys can get in on that. 855-830-8648. It's a really good um, discussion about I mean, really, the Packers are in a good spot when we talk about the running backs, but I'm just having a hard time thinking that all three of these guys are going to be back next season. Plus, coming up here in about 15 minutes, we're going to do the football frenzy. That is all coming up next. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill today. We'll have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. And just like that, it's holiday season. And no matter how you like to celebrate, Remember the farmers and the refinery workers right here in our own backyard. You can choose unleaded 88 at the pump for your car if it's newer than 2001 or choose E85 for your flex fuel vehicle. I use it. I encourage everybody to do the same. You can reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with renewable corn ethanol. 
Increased demand for ethanol in our gasoline helps all of the workers right here in our state. And they work hard every day to produce the product for you locally, right here in our own backyard. So for all of you kind of in my universe, so to speak, give E85 a shot if you got a flex fuel vehicle or unleaded 88 if you have a car or a truck newer than 2001. And for all the information and to dispel all the myths, go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the Wisconsin farmers and workers. Learn more at abetterfuel.org. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This segment of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. What's for dinner? Quick Trip's got you covered. Take-home meals prepared fresh in their kitchen, ready to heat and eat in yours. Choose from the options like fettuccine alfredo with chicken and so much more. That's our friends at Quick Trip. They all got hit with the COVID on Meanwhile, getting into the end zone. Yes, sir, goes A.J. Dillon. Not bad for a rookie. Highlight courtesy of NBC. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show continues. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. Don't forget, download the free radio.com app. If you missed anything on today's show, you can just hit the rewind button and you can go back to what I had to say about the game in the first hour of the show. That was, what, two and a half hours ago? But that's if you download the free radio.com app. You can also find all of our podcasts. Everything, again, is there and also at BillMichaelSports.com. So I do want to get back into the discussion we had in the first hour about uh, A.J. Dillon because, by the way, I'm Radio Joe and for Bill. Um, the, the thing is, we don't want to jump to conclusions after one performance from a rookie, right? Like we just don't, I mean, and we can all go back to the Sam Congato uh, example as, you know, one way of looking at it. But I also think, and Ryan Wood went along with this too, because he said it, you know, when you draft a running back that high, you got to think he's going to be a big part of your plans. He's not going to be your number three running back throughout his whole, um, you know, rookie contract. Like that's just, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's what Dexter Williams is for. That's not what AJ Dillon is there for. And that's why I think when you start putting it all together, it's getting harder and harder for me to sit here and think that the Packers are going to bring Aaron Jones back. We all love Aaron Jones. There's not a person in this state that doesn't like Aaron Jones. He is a very likable, he's a very intelligent, and he's he's got a ton of personality walking around with that sombrero on his head. Aaron Jones is a cool cat. So is Jamal Williams for that matter. And Jamal Williams has even more personality than Aaron Jones. And these guys get it done on the football field each and every week. But you can't keep people on here forever. You can't keep them on this roster forever. And with the Packers and their salary cap situation, it's just making things harder by the day that you're going to be able to keep guys around. I mean, I was looking at where the Packers stand with cap room for next year and where they are in cap room today. They're going to have even more money on more contracts next year. They haven't even done anything because there's some guys that are going to get pay raises. Like Preston Smith is going to get a pay raise. Christian Kirksey is going to get a pay raise. A lot of these guys are going to get pay raises. 
So it's going to make things even harder to retain Aaron Jones. Now, we had a caller earlier in the show that asked about the franchise tag, that that maybe this is what happens, that the Packers don't give Aaron Jones a contract extension, that they could just throw the franchise tag at him. Well, right now, where it's projected is around like $10.5 million is where the projected franchise tag is going to be based on the average of the top five salaries among running backs. So that's that's a lot of money. Aaron Jones certainly deserves it, but it's just going to be very hard for the Packers to try and do that. Because if, if you're going to pay Aaron Jones, you can say goodbye to Corey Lindsley. That's not happening. You can say goodbye to Kevin King. That's not happening. I just They're only going to have so much wiggle room here unless they start making cuts elsewhere on the roster. Which again, we talk about Preston Smith, who is playing better. Is he worth keeping for next season? If you do cut Preston Smith, it's an $8 million dead cap. So they're going to have to eat that. You're still going to save some money, but you're also going to have to eat $8 million. So there's a lot of questions there. But this whole A.J. Dillon thing, I think it does bring up a legitimate question. Like, does it change your view of how the future of running back is going to go for the Packers? Now, the Packers, maybe they do pay Aaron Jones, and they decide not to pay Jamal Williams. And then it's Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We saw how that worked against the Titans. That was pretty That was pretty darn good. But I got to think, I, I just find it very hard to believe that all three of these guys are coming back next year. I would be shocked if that happens. And again, Aaron Jones hires Drew Rosenhaus. That, too, adds another wrinkle because why do you think he hired Drew Rosenhaus? He wants his payday, and he deserves it. I just don't know if the Packers are going to be able to make that happen. I'm sure Brian Gutekunst would love to keep Aaron Jones. I think the whole Packers front office wants to keep Aaron Jones, but it's just going to be very hard to do that. And now you've got that insurance policy with A.J. Dillon. And hey, if Jamal Williams doesn't go against the Chicago Bears this week, I cannot wait to see A.J. Dillon go up against one of the best defensive fronts in football in the Chicago Bears. Because they've got a little tape on him now. So... Can that beast be able to plow through the likes of Akeem Hicks and Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan and Khalil Mack? Like, I would love to see how that plays out. Because if A.J. Dillon has another big game against those guys, yeah, we need to be taking A.J. Dillon more seriously. Like, And, and again, it just it puts even more pressure as to whether or not Aaron Jones is the running back of the future for the Green Bay Packers. 855-830-8648. That's where you can get a hold of us. You guys can get in on this. But coming up on the other side, we are going to frenzy. And we are literally going to do, outside of the Packers game, we're going to do all the other matchups going back to Christmas Day on Friday with Alvin Kamara. If he was on your fantasy football team, congratulations. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill. More of the Bill Michael Show next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks, he's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. 
Touchdown, Seahawks! Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley, dives over the pile, is stood up, and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown! Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lance into the end zone. Touchdown, Zucker! Listen, he faked you, he faked, faked, faked me, he faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff Elliott, banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. What a week 16 it was. I'm ready to go. Joe in for the big unit today. Let's do the football frenzy, shall we? We will not waste time. We will start with the uh, Christmas present that Alvin Kamara gave many fantasy football owners, including myself and I feel bad if you still lost even with Alvin Kamara on your team uh, for your fantasy football championship. But, yeah, someone get LeBron James in here. Not two, not three, not four. Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns in this game against the Vikings. Handoff goes to Kamara looking for space on the right side towards the goal line. Touchdown, Alvin Kamara. Mama, there go that man again. (laughs) So Alvin Kamara with his sixth rushing touchdown of the game ties the most ever in an NFL football game, Ernie Nevers back in 1929. Unbelievable. That on Saints Radio, 52-33. The Saints top the Minnesota Vikings, putting the Vikings to bed for their season. Drew Brees, 19 of 26, 311 yards and a couple of picks in the game. It was all Alvin Kamara, though. 22 carries, 155 yards, and, of course, the six touchdowns. Another blowout. The Lions did not uh, play well at home when the Buccaneers came to town, and uh, Tom Brady just had a field day. Brady will throw toward the end zone. His catch, it's caught ball. Touchdown, Chris Godwin. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab of the left corner of the end zone. Yeah, the Buccaneers are definitely playing better football as of late. That was on the Buccaneers radio network. Tom Brady, 22 of 27, 348 yards and four touchdowns, including that one to Chris Godwin, as the Buccaneers just destroy the Lions at Ford Field, 47-7 to there. Okay, let's go out west. The Cardinals and the 49ers. Arizona, they, they should have been beaten up on this 49ers team. After all, Arizona's trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, that wasn't the case. They couldn't stop C.J. Beathard, really? High formation, use check ahead, play action. Use check wide open. Touchdown! <laughs> San Francisco! Yeah, the 49ers with the upset. 20-12 the final. That on the 49ers radio network. Kyler Murray, 31-50, 247 yards and a pick. Did not have a touchdown of any kind in this game and Jeff Wilson Jr. How about him? I mean, the 49ers just keep finding ways to turn out these running backs. Jeff Wilson, 22 carries on 183 yards. Simply incredible. Cardinals now face the Rams. That's going to be quite the contest coming up on uh, Sunday as the Rams are going to have to go with John Wolford, their backup quarterback. We'll get more to the Rams here coming up here in just a second. How about this crazy game between the Dolphins and the Raiders? Raiders elect to kick a field goal. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the ball. He gets pressured and then has this ridiculous throw. Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Steps in the pocket. He's got Hollins open. Makes the catch and steps out of bounds. Are you kidding me? Uh Oh, A flag down. I thought it was 
they pulled up oh, with Fitz's helmet 15 more. That'd be 15 more yards. Yeah, no, this might give the Dolphins their chance oh, to yeah. win this football game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fitzy got his face mask torn off. He's going to put them in field goal range. Jeez, Louise. So that led to the game-winning field goal as the Dolphins knock off the Raiders 26-25. That on the Dolphins radio network. Miles Gaskin for Miami, 14 carries, 87 yards. Derek Carr, 21-34, 336 yards and a TD. But how about Ryan Fitzpatrick and – Ryan Fitzpatrick just finds a way to get get it done. And even with Tua being in there, and he's obviously the quarterback of the future, that was just simply ridiculous um, in that game on Saturday. All right, so let's go to the Sunday slate, and we will start with the team the Packers are facing coming up on Sunday, the Chicago Bears. Mitch going to throw. Pressure coming from behind. Loves it. Down the left side. Up in the air. Stag. Touchdown. Jimmy Graham. Touchdown, Bears. Falling backwards, makes the grab. Bears are starting to pound the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's Jeff Joniak on the Bears radio network as the Bears destroy the Jaguars 41-17. They had 21 points in the third quarter, and that's how they ran away with it. Jimmy Graham, of course, two touchdowns in that game, both coming from, of course, Mitch Trubisky. Um, Again, it's just weird how Jimmy Graham can figure figure it out down in Chicago and be that red zone threat and not do it for the Packers. I still just don't get it. But that's who the Packers are going to have to deal with coming up on Sunday. All right, let's go over to the New York Jets. Um, just uh, just want to brag for a second. I picked the Jets to beat the Browns. I did, and they did. How about it? Sam Darnold's in the shotgun bunch set right, third down at six. Back to throw at the Browns' 35-yard line. Loops a pass down the right sideline. Wide open at the five. It's Crowder. He's got it. Into the end zone for a Jet touchdown. On the Jets' radio network, Jamison Crowder, seven catches, 92 yards, and a score. And I'm sure Jet fans are really mad that their team won again because they wanted to get Trevor Lawrence, and now they can kiss that one goodbye unless the Jacksonville Jaguars are just completely stupid. Uh, Jets win, though, 23-16, knocking off Baker Mayfield and company. All right, let's go over to the Ravens and the Giants. J.K. Dobbins is having a nice year in his rookie campaign. Give us to Dobbins. Right side, bounces off a tackler, stretches in, touchdown Ravens. J.K. Dobbins and the Ravens put together another impressive scoring drive and now have a two-touchdown lead. That's Jerry Sandusky, not that Jerry Sandusky, on the Ravens radio network. 27-13, the final. Ravens topped the Giants there. Daniel Jones, 24 of 41, 252 yards and a touchdown. Um, Better performance for him, but still not enough as the Ravens cruise to that victory. All right, a lot of people have been doubting the Steelers because they've been falling apart at the wrong time. Well, they made a big statement against the Indianapolis Colts. Ben stays in the gun. Shotgun snap. He pumps, throws it down the middle of the field. That's Juju Smith-Schuster pulling it in for the Steelers. Go-ahead touchdown. From 25 out, Ben threw a strike, and Juju took care of the rest. Yeah, Pittsburgh really needed that one, and it's against a potential playoff foe that on the Steelers' Radio Network, Roethlisberger, 34-49, 342 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Jonathan Taylor, by the way, had another nice game for the Colts. 18 carries, 74 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns for the Badger, former Badger, in that one. So that's really good to see. Jonathan Taylor's been playing 
much better football as of late. And that's always good when a Badger alum breaks out like that. All right, let's go now to the Chiefs and the Falcons. Um, the Chiefs did not put up a ton of points in this game, and the Falcons had a chance to tie this one late. Placement is down. Coos kick is up. And the kick is up, and it is no good! No good! Coos only missed one all year! Remember with the Chargers, he struggled early in his career and thought he would never kick in the NFL again. Youngway Koo misses only his second field goal attempt of the season. Yeah, just a short little field goal. A 30, what, 37-yarder, right? Unbelievable. So the Chiefs get away with murder there. They win 17-14. That on the Chiefs radio network is the Chiefs now 14-1 on the season. Unbelievable. Not Patrick Mahomes' best game in the world, but the Chiefs still found a way to get it done against the lowly Falcons. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals, they may not have Joe Burrow, but their backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, he ain't that bad either. Allen drops back to pass again. He's going to float one high and deep into the end zone. It nice. is nice. caught. Did the receiver get two feet down inbounds? No. no. T. You, Higgins telling the coaches yeah, to challenge you, it. You've got to challenge it. He's dragging the left foot. Possession, left foot drag, right foot down. Touch down. Yeah, after further review, that was the case. T. Higgins with the touchdown there as the Bengals knock off the Texans 37-31 down in Houston. That on the Bengals radio network, Brandon Allen, 29 of 37, 371 yards and two touchdowns. How about him stepping up for Joe Burrow? Pretty crazy. Another guy who's having an unbelievable season in his rookie campaign is one Justin Herbert. Herbert to pass, throws out to Eckler. He's got the first down yarders, pushes to the end zone, touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler's first receiving touchdown of the season. And with that pass, Herbert has set a new rookie record for touchdown passes in a season with his 28. That heard on the Chargers radio network, Justin Herbert, another decent game and uh, this time the Chargers actually beat the Broncos they screwed it up the last time they played them 19 to 16 in that one out at the brand new SoFi Stadium the Panthers who played pretty well against the Green Bay Packers I picked the Panthers to knock off Washington in this game because after all no one in the NFCs can get out of their own way and sure enough this is what happened. Davis switches to his left hip as Bridgewater has the snap. Sets, pumps, throws into the flat, complete Anderson. Anderson left pylon, scores a touchdown. It's our buddy Mick Mixon on the Panthers radio network. The Panthers at that point were up 20 to nothing. They hold on for the win, 20 to 13, the final there. Teddy Bridgewater with that lone touchdown, also 19 of 28 for 197 yards. As the Panthers now 5 and 10 on the season. It'll be interesting to see Christian McCaffrey back in the fold for this team next season. All right, Mike McCarthy, believe it or not, his Cowboys are still alive in the NFC East after that Washington loss. 16 seconds, first and goal. Snap to Dalton. Fade left side of the end zone. Gallup, he's got it. Two feet. Touchdown, Gallup. Michael Gallup, he's a nice receiver. Sometimes I think, though, Jerry Jones drafted him because of his last name, Gallup. Sometimes I think that, but he is a good wide receiver. That is Brad Sham on the Cowboys radio network as the Cowboys knock off Jalen Hurts and the Eagles 37-17. Andy Dalton 22 of 30 for 377 yards and three touchdowns. Gallup had two touchdowns on the day for 121 yards receiving. Impressive stuff. Cowboys still alive in the NFC East. 
All right, let's go over to this big prime matchup with the Seahawks and the Rams. Could Russell Wilson and company get it done? Uh, believe it or not, they did. Russ with the shotgun snap looks out. Lays it up over the top. Hollister, he's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. I think everybody on the Rams was looking for a short run, and here comes Russ going for the throat, and he finds Hollister in the back corner of the end zone for six. Yeah, that was a nice throw there from Russell Wilson. That was Steve Rabel on the Seahawks radio network. 20-9 to the final there as uh, the Seahawks get a big win and they clinch the division out in the NFC West. All right, so now we will go to the last game here of the football frenzy. Flying through all these games in Week 16. Last night, Josh Allen and company getting it done. Oh, I'm sorry. Not just Josh Allen, but former Vikings, Stephon Diggs. Allen looks to his right, heads that way, now cuts back, heads to his left, fires a strike into the end zone, it is caught. Touchdown, Stephon Diggs, his third of the game. Unbelievable. Josh Allen on the run to his left, somehow fired an absolute fastball to Stephon Diggs, who caught it going down to the ground. Touchdown, Buffalo. And if you had Stephon Diggs on your fantasy football team, also I say congratulations. That was some performance from Diggs. Nine catches, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. That was three of the four touchdown passes Josh Allen threw in that game. He was 27 of 36 for 320 yards. And those four scores, Buffalo, kings of the AFC East. How about it? Sweeping the Patriots this season. Bill Belichick throwing phones. 38-9 the final there. And that is your football frenzy for Week 16 in the NFL. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. Coming up on the other side, been wanting to get to this. You will hear a very passionate rant from one J.J. Watt. That is next here on The Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. Head coach Matt LaFleur reviewed the Packers' 40-14 win over the Titans. Rookie running back A.J. Dillon rushed for 124 yards and two touchdowns. LaFleur spoke from his office on what stood out on the tape of Dillon's performance. Just the yards after contact there are many times where he's hit whether it's at the line of scrimmage or two yards downfield and he's getting six seven eight nine yards after contact i thought that was so impressive the last touchdown run he had he literally ran over a defensive lineman a nose and and that rarely happens in this league the packers aaron jones suffered a hip injury in the game which allowed more snaps for dylan when the titans got home they had to place their kicker steven goskowski on reserve after he tested positive for covid 19. The 36-year-old was with the Patriots for 14 years before joining Tennessee this season. The Titans head to Houston to play the Texans. Head coach Mike Rabel said his team struggled to play fast in the snow against Green Bay. You know, I think when the footing and the weather is what it is, the, the fundamentals are, are going to be maybe what carries you through. None of it was good enough. That's the Titans' Mike Rabel in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. minutes before the top of the hour i'm radio joe filling in for bill today i've been wanting to get to this so i'm going to shut up 
This is J.J. Watt. You know, the Texans have had a really crappy year. Take a listen to the passion. And again, it would have been nice to have J.J. Watt in a Packers uniform. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna shut up. Just listen to JJ Watt. We're a professional athletes getting paid a whole lot of money. If you can't come in and put work in in the building, go out to the practice field and work hard, do your lifts, and do what you're supposed to do, you should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people that watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch, of and they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16. And we're four and eleven, and there's fans that watch this game, that show up to the stadium, that put in time and energy and effort and care about this. So if you can't go out there and you can't work out, you can't show up on time, you can't practice, you can't want to go out there and win, you shouldn't be here. Because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're four and eleven. If you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's so that's how I just I think it's that's there are people every week that still tweet you that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink. But they care and they still want to win and they still want you to be great. That's why those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's. That's who I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in this city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. And it's not. And that sucks as a player to know that we're not giving them what they deserve. You talk about a player that cares. You talk about a player that deserves better. Everyone in this day loves J.J. Watt. There's no question about it. I just, I don't know what the Texans do. And Bill O'Brien completely ruined that team. going to be interesting if J.J. Watt plays beyond his time in Houston. He's still young enough where he can play for another football team and hopefully a contender. And I understand it was hard for the Packers. It would have been really hard to take his salary on, but... Man, can you imagine if he was a Packer? Either way, J.J. Watt deserves better, and he's absolutely 110% right about all of it. All of it. Coming up after the top of the hour here, I will be going one-on-one with Brian Baldinger, our Radio.com NFL insider. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. You're listening to The Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.